We went from deep to petty. Ms. Wap bought the handy. I just brought my happy. Hope can make it happen. I turned it to a habit. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to episode 13 of the Parking Lot Podcast. Uh, season finale. It's the final episode of the season. And yeah, I'm wrapping it up with a guest, um, an author, a mother, environmental scientist. I'm here with Anelile Kibitlego. Yes. Yeah, that's like that correct. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, we're going to discuss, she has a book out called Egoli Dreams. And we had to, to talk about that and publishing and getting the book published and the, just the journey of the book. And yeah, man, I'm going to let you introduce yourself. So I guess. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Hi, everybody. My name is Aneli Lamantombazane. Waraki Bitraiko. I am from Peter Marisburg originally. Um, in my nine to five, I'm an environmental scientist, as uh, specializing in aquatic health. So I do a lot of freshwater resource management things, playing with fish, um, killing them and dissecting <laughs> them. Really, <laughs> and currently I'm in research. Um, yeah, and then uh, sort of on the side, I'm a writer, um, an author. <laughs> now I can call myself a published author. Um, as much as writing has always been sort of part of my life, but um, sort of doing this project, uh, publishing this book, Egoli Dreams, has sort of meant a lot to me. And I, it came, and why? Because it came at a point where I had been going through a lot of emotional distress after a relationship that completely like killed killed me emotionally. So I needed something that was going to affirm me. Um, proved to myself that I'm actually good at stuff and yeah so I started writing it as a as a as just a story it wasn't I didn't aim for it to be like published um but once I gave it to a few of my friends to read they felt you know it's, it's good so it's let's good yeah let's let's okay, pursue it like because to make the leap from like fish hugging like <laughs> saving the environment uh. you know, save the trees <laughs> And all of that to save the rhino, <laughs> please, guys. You save know, the rhino to, to being a published author. So, I take it like writing has always been a passion of yours. Mm-hmm. Or, like, where did that journey start? Like, when did you start? Like, yo, I can I can write, or was just an outlet after that trauma that you went through? Um, no, so I've I've genuinely always liked spoken word and, and literature. Um, I wasn't much okay, of a reader. Girls <laughs> wow! Going to poetry sessions. Going to poetry sessions. Okay, okay, yeah, I, I was. Okay, I vibe, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So of course I attempted to write poetry. It did not work out. Um, as much as I liked writing, like I always had a diary. Um, I always wrote my feelings. Um, if I didn't like someone, I'd always write about them in my diary. Um, and then. When I realized that I can write for like public consumption was after my dad died in 2013, sort of went into a um, rebellion, right? So I, I think you can pick up that I write best uh, after emotional trauma. 
so I don't know what's going to have to happen <laughs> next <laughs> for the next <laughs> for the next book. Um, so after that, um, quite explicitly too. <laughs> well, we'll get there. Uh, yeah, it all began because um, I was stuck at home, Sizilile, in mourning with my mom, and my mom and I didn't get along and all that. Um, and then I watched an episode of Tyra, I think it was Tyra or Oprah, or Being Mary Jane, one of those, um, that said, just, you know, you write about what you like. Um, and I was like, yes, then I, of course, write about sex. I like sex. Um, and I started a sex blog on good old blogger back in the days. Oh, <laughs> blogspot. Yes. That was, <laughs> that was the one. That was the yeah, vibe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It gained traction. Like, I had a lot of viewers, people I didn't know. Um, and I and I would just make up these sex fantasies, write about them, or, or even things that I'd seen, like in pornos, or things that I, 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 I'd like to experiment with. So it wasn't necessarily things that I'd done. Um, especially in 2013. Um, and, and like the stories flowed, like I had a whole following. I was like, okay, so that means, you know, I can definitely write for public consumption. Um, and then you, you sort of begin to follow people who are writing for magazines and you try to pursue that and you send articles and stuff, but nothing really ever picked up. So okay. it was a touch and go sort of relationship there in the beginning. Okay. Yeah. So you captured it, and now we're here. Now <laughs> we're here. Now we're here. All right. So you saying that like Goli Dreams is you wrote it after a personal trauma that you that you went through. So yes. is it a a book of fiction? Is it about your personal life? Or is no, it... <laughs> no, no. It's not about me. It's not about me, um, at all. Like the story is completely made up. Maybe what's true in the story is. Um, stuff around not taxi rank um okay. some of the trauma so i had some faced of the situations there yes actual yes or oh, i inspired by true events true events oh, okay i get that but only not in the book oh, only oh, only that specific <laughs> part <laughs> only only so those none relationships parts. none of the characters there's no none, none yeah. of your friends or guys or exes or that come yeah. like, no my exes really can sounds... relax as many have asked you know you can relax um this is it's also a story of of gender based violence okay. and i've i've not experienced this level of trauma okay. um so i had to do a lot of research right a lot of research had to go into my character building a lot of youtube clips um okay. and people who had been sort of raped or things like that mm. or 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 so a lot of stories also in the narrative and essay there's a lot of violence yeah in the yeah news. Yeah. Just, uh, social uh, media, yeah, but on social media, the worst thing was that we were pushing this thing of men are trash, um, okay. and we were pushing it hard after Ukarabo, um, and that whole incident and her brutal death and 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 yeah. stuff. It it really traumatized the nation. It traumatized me as well. Um, and the men are trash movement was tweeting. We were tweeting, guys. We were Facebooking. We were. Mm. Yeah, we were passionate, and I realized actually we're not changing anybody. (laughs) It was not enough. enough. It was not (laughs) enough. It was not enough. No one was changing. No one was even trying to, you know, tackle the real issues. So I felt maybe writing a story um, 
around gender-based violence and rape and, 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 and relationship-based violence would help the sort of narrative of the country. Um, and also to, to mark this, this point in, in South African history, because we know that women are often erased out of history books, but in 500 years' time, um, anyone who reads Ecoli Dreams will realize that in 2017 or 18, as the book was written, this is what we were struggling with, right? So, um, and also to help my sisters to understand when they're being in sort of violent relationships without really recognizing it. And I mean, we see it more and more now with babes coming out, you know, yeah. there's a lot of things, right, that people didn't realize were abuse. Okay, so this book kind of yes. highlights the triggers and the yeah. the emotional and not always physical, but like the various types of abuse that yeah. people enjoy in relationships. Yeah, and yeah. they think it's normal, right? Because black women are uh, injurists, you know. Yes, yes. Strong. But in a light way, not in an intimidating way that would, like, you know, it's not a non fiction book that talks about rape stats and all of those things. It's just casual and light so that even a cashier can read it and a CEO of whatever big corporate company can also read it and relate. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, let's talk about that. Like, in terms of the target market, who are you looking like? For, who is the book targeted at? Is it for, for young women? Is it for men as well to also reflect? Is it for... Just like take us through who who is the book intended for? So initially it was for women. Um, I'm very much biased towards women. And then I realized that actually also men need to know and need to talk. Um, and so when, we, when I wrote it, as much as there's not a lot of... Um, sort of insights or, or I don't I don't forgive men a lot in the book. I don't forgive them at all. So when 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 they read it, they must also realize why we say men are trash, right? And also sort of getting within. Because if you're reading, no one is telling you, you're sort of telling yourself. So now it's it's for everyone. After my draft chapters went out, I realized that men actually enjoy it, especially the se- the sexuality because this. No, obviously, men will always be interested <laughs> in the sex, scene, especially how explicitly you write them. <laughs> what? <laughs> so, <laughs> I think how? that would capture men as well. Yeah, and what women want and things like that. So, so, so men also have have realized a little bit what women want through the book and also what's, what things they do wrong sometimes um, and why we say men are trash. But in terms of the sexuality, you know, black women are very sexual beings and we're not given that credit. We like sex, we enjoy it, we like doing it, it's for us also. Yeah. We just, also it's just... You're also not allowed like platforms to express that. Like, no, you're not, because it's just like you dirty, dirty person, right? And it's a social construct, a religious construct, a cultural construct, and we're sort of all um, results of all of those things. So uh, we don't get to talk about sex much or what we like, you know, even even sexual, like sex dynamics, like the sexual economy between women and men is different. Uh, I talk um, about a situation ship in this book. We talk about, um, so firstly, Ungobile just starts with, I'm buying contraceptives, 
right? So it's like in the first scene, she's at clicks, she's buying contraceptives. And that's a discussion that men need to understand that contraceptives are expensive. They're a lot for us to take. They change our emotions. They change our hormones, all of those things. And those are things that, that many men don't, don't talk about, right? And even women, you're just supposed to be on this birth control, but you know, you don't have a platform to be like, no, this one treats me right. This, this one treats me wrong. And then she buys condoms as well. And then that whole condom economy is also problematic because now if 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 you visit a guy and you have condoms, you feel some sort of way. He, he treats you some sort of way. Um, and if your condom even... I mean, at some point, I would always have a fresh box of three because if there's one, one or two in the box, you're just like... <laughs> yeah, and yet we never ask those explanations from you guys. I wouldn't say never. <laughs> you well, know, if you are in a relationship, <laughs> please. People like even the barcode, write down the barcode. Yeah, I'll memorize that. <laughs> no, but I hear you uh, yeah. with, with, with regards to that. Like, I feel like it's also um, not just, like, even if I see women online talking about, like, having their periods, which is a natural thing that happens to all women. Yes. And men will, will but in the conversation, be like, you and like, why are you involving yourself? So I understand. Yeah, yeah and men are the number one beneficiaries of our vaginas. Our vaginas don't do much for us as much as, much as they do for you guys, right? Yeah. Our pap smears, our, our, our periods, all of that, all of that is to make everything better, right, for you guys. Our, we don't really have a lot of purposes for a veg as much as you guys do. So you you need to know more. Okay. You need, need to know. You know. You just just know it's like oh shit she's she's ovulating. Oh okay that means her pH is this is this much. I should expect this emotional whatever or and things like that. Like study your your girls for So who should do the the teaching with regards to that? Like okay, women women themselves? also need to step up on this and and begin the conversation and force it down your throats until it becomes organic in a relationship. Yeah, right. You also need to understand yes. each other's bodies. It's okay yeah. when I'm. Um, it shouldn't have to take five years for you to realize how I like it. Mm. It sh- it shouldn't. People go through marriages <laughs> so they. You Mother know, of three, you know, <laughs> you don't know how to get you. Yeah. Okay. All right. So as I, much as the sex scenes are explicit, I feel like they are they are they are much needed, and but it's like it's mild, guys. It's not it's not too it's not too bad, okay. and it's 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 heterosexual sex. One day we'll write about queer sex and that'll be even be more fun. Oh, is that where you, is that where you <laughs> plan to take it? No, okay. I don't know. Like, I don't know. We're all humans and have our sexual, you know, so it should be, Yeah. as you say, we should get to a level where we can, we're comfortable about talking about, like, it's not, hey, hey what, what am I seeing on my TV? <laughs> and then people want to boycott the SABC because mm, there was a, a gay mm, kissing scene. Mm. Like, we really should be more open about our... our Definitely, definitely. conducts as a country. So take me through the journey of getting the book published. Like, mm. you said it was, okay, first time writer, mm-hmm. you wrote it in three months. Like, that 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 doesn't seem like an, an easy thing to do. Just like, it's hey, not. It three months, now it's published two months later. Like, what's the process? <laughs> That's the process we all thought. You know, <laughs> I was going to write this amazing book. It was going to get published. Publishers were going to fight over me. I was going to get royalties. It was going to be nice. The reality is I wrote it. Um, the writing is actually the easiest part, I can say. Because I'd write it after work. So in the night into like early, early AMs. 
Um, and then <laughs> wake up at two a.m. Yeah, some yeah, right. Like you're studying, mm. um, and I took it seriously, and I was I was obsessed. I was obsessed. Um, if you're not obsessed over something, I feel like you you don't quite finish it. it yeah, there. yeah, yeah. It was there. So when I finished it, um, now I've got this manuscript. Now I'm going to the relevant websites. You know, I'm doing all of those things. No one was picking it up. Um, there'd be calls by publishing houses, the big ones. Um, I'd send through the manuscript or like chapters of it. Um, and I mean, it was like well written, right? With my Mrs. Stubbing's grade 12, like <laughs> English higher grade, right? <laughs> yeah. So I thought maybe it's because like it's not written well enough, you know? So it took me two years Okay. to actually, and mind you, this is, Active. So if there's South African book fair, I'm there. If there's a Bantu book fest, so I'm with there. The manuscript. With the manuscript. On yes, paper. I have so it. So now are you handing it in to publishers? Who are you giving to <sighs> people? Like you meet people, you meet publishers, you meet people in the publishing industry, mm. and you you sort of give it to them, or they, they they say no, email it, and you email, and you never hear anything back. So that was like a journey. It was heartbreaking. Like, so did you prefer getting feedback or like no reject, rejecting the book? I would have loved feedback. Would. People, you don't even know if they got it, oh, right? Okay. Um, except for that email notification that says received. received, you know. So you never got anything back. It's very hostile. Um, and then two years later, I went to South African Book Fair. I met this lady um, who was an independent publisher. And she said she'll take it. She'll um, we'll work together. Um, so that was last year in September. We did the things. She was going to be my publisher. She paid for um, like editing and book cover design and all of those things. So we, we went into a partnership. We launched the book in November, end of November. Um, and it worked out well because um, I've, got a, I've got a good social media following. So I'd been okay. tweeting through the journey. Um, and that really helped and Facebook and things like that. So everyone knew that I was getting published and the launch came and it was great. Uh, people pre-ordered, you know, it was, okay. it was, the support was there. The support was there and family and friends and everyone bought a copy. And then the hard work starts and I have to deliver books, right? Everywhere by myself. I have to make sure that my social media is not too personal. It has to be about the book, and I have to carry myself a certain type of way and distribution. So if if I've got deliveries in Soweto, I have to go there and deliver the book by so myself. The publishing is not linked to the distribution. If you get no. to go publish, it doesn't mean no, it isn't. It, it gets into exclusive things they don't books. tell you. It it, things they don't tell you. Okay. I met a distributor at Abantu Book Fest. At Abantu Book Fest, I was literally we were so excluded. I was literally selling my book out of my backpack right okay. like out of my boots like it was illegal yeah. like they wouldn't stop you from selling because it, it because it is a bantu book fest yeah. um but it's a south african book fest they'll definitely like oh, say don't okay. do it um meanwhile you've, you've emailed asking that you be part of the bookshop and bookstore and whatever and they don't they don't respond so i was there pushing i had a t-shirt i had to print t-shirts with my cover and things like that but i was just working the crowd and if you don't work the crowd your book is not going to sell. And when you want to get into bookstores, there's something called a co-assignment um, agreement. So okay. independent bookshops will want 30%. Anyway, anyway between 25 and 35%. Okay. Right? Per book sold. 
per book sold. Okay. And I mean, that's fine because anyway, everyone is independent. So bookstores like African Flavor Books, which has closed down weirdly, um, Bridge Books and things like that will take it at 30%. And then the main trade book um, uh, industry with your exclusive books, bargain books, CNA and things like mm. that, their co-signment agreement is about 50%. Right, okay. 40, 45, 45 to 55% non-negotiable of the cost of the book. And how do you get there? They don't, they don't, I can't just go knock. Okay. It has to be through a middleman called uh, a distributor, right? There's a there's sort of distributor that also needs about 25 to 35%. Yeah. Right? Over and above the Over 50%. and above, yes. Right? So you left at 30. Or you are left yeah. with 15 Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you're left with 15% and in this 15% you must still make sure that you've got enough money to print more books so it's such a it's such a hassle it's such a rip off also um, and I mean you'd find that you've done all of that they need maybe 300 books um, so you have to print them and then deliver them to, to all the to all the ones that want the, 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 the locations that want your book deliver them but you're not responsible for where they put them in the bookshop right it could be in some hidden away uh, section of exclusive books it's not even in the forefront and also like at exclusive books there's a pan-african section okay. and there you're, you, you're competing with Chimamanda right <laughs> <laughs> with Zegzim Da and, and Dubusani uh, who's you know those yeah. are people and then there's your book also so it doesn't it's, it's not for us those those it's platforms are not for yeah they're not for independently published authors um, and for us what has worked is selling my book like Tupperware, basically. Okay. If you notice how Tupperware ladies sell. Yeah. There's, the there's... Door-to-door. Door-to-door. You're there at strategic pop-up places. And then I've discovered then through that that there's mobile booksellers. Okay. Right? And those are the people that move my books the most. Um, more than anything else. Because they literally will take... 15 of my books go out into Elokshini. They know who reads there. I don't know mm. who reads there, right? Oh, so they already established a network. Yes, of, of yes. I mean, after the Shlomo series, the mm. industry really opened up for us. Oh, okay. Yes, and those are people that are not sort of recognized. And yet, she's like number one bestseller for all of her books, like more than 10,000 sold all over. And then... So these people then go and find them in their church groups and their cell groups. The security mm. guard will find you'll find this there with your book. And also there's a there's a borrowing, so you can lay by a book or or rent it. Okay. Right in these um, mobile booksellers, it's really great. Yo, what up, guys? Uh, we back. <laughs> if you hear a change of energy and. Uh, what do you call it? <laughs> okay, I don't know. Yeah, if there's a change of energy, it's because it's a different day. Eskom did his dirty. Low chilling, you know, guys. We live in a country where yep. anything can happen. <laughs> stage four. Key stage yeah, four. we got stage four last time, so we had to reschedule and finish off the interview. But we still, yeah, it's still, yeah, we keep it going, keep it flowing. Yep. So say like the water. <laughs> <laughs> wow, like this though. <laughs> like I'm not this person. Uh, I okay. So where were we? What were we speaking about? 
we were speaking about um, booksellers and local mobile booksellers and how awesome they are. Okay. Um, and also online booksellers um, are coming up. My African by Afroculture. Um, you know, they've set up little websites, not just okay. for books, but also for like, so like African prints. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think because that's getting into take a lot, guys, I tell you, <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. And Amazon in the same. So mm-hmm. I, I, I like the whole energy that we're all making our own. Yeah, we need version. our own platforms. Yeah, our own of platforms. Everything. Definitely. And of course, they sell my books instantly. Okay, yeah. Instantly. So where, where can we find your books? Um, like. For now, from me, um, I'm looking for a bookseller in the KZN Durban but uh yeah specifically Durban because I do Peter Maritzburg. There's okay. some bookshops there, Adams that I'm in conversation with. I just have to like register for tax or some weird thing like that. Um yeah, you see what we're talking about. When you write a book and self publish it, you end up having to be a business person and entrepreneur basically. Mm. And have to learn so much stuff that you've never ever had to sort of do, like write invoices. Um <laughs> draw up contracts (laughs) (laughs) now i know that there's templates okay okay um and just be like and drop contracts and sign Mm. them negotiate negotiate for things you know um and actually count my costs because because i've spent a lot on the book a lot on the launch a lot on deliveries but it can't be just in good faith you know um, I also have to at least make that money back and like terms like break even come to mind and things like that. Yeah. Uh, so when I wrote the book, I didn't think that I'd have to have a entrepreneurial sort of aspect to myself, but I'm learning, I'm learning. And okay. yeah, like things like consignments and things like that and invoices, it's, un- it's an uncomfortable space, mm. but, but it's, it's, so do you find that well. it, it, it grows you or does it hinder your progress? Look, it grows not just me, but also the network of the book. Okay. Because if it's just going to be me selling from my boots, then I can only sell to people I know. Yeah. Um, but through um, sort of networks, there's people, it's the funniest thing, there's people I don't know that are reading my book. It's actually quite cool. Um, the other day I got a Facebook inbox, a long inbox, a woman telling me about her rape story and how she felt after she read the book. She okay. didn't want to be my Facebook friend. Okay. And then when I invited her, she didn't, she didn't, didn't accept. accept. <laughs> I'm like, how? Like, calm down, lady. I calm just like down. your book. I just like your book, right? <laughs> I'm like, ooh, okay. Stay in your lane. <laughs> in your lane. Um, yeah, and I'm like, I don't know her. I've got no mutual friends with her. It's actually really, really amazing how far the network can go. Um, and, yeah. and it inspires and really just propels you forward. Yeah, I think like that the networking idea makes a lot of sense in terms of distribution of like you just find people in different cities. Yeah. That are also like Yeah. And I made books a and then they have just then they push the books. Yeah. On on the ground. And there's level. a lot of bookish things that are out there. There's a lot of podcasts being being recorded. There's a lot of little um picnics and things like okay. that for book readers because um mm. and it's largely black women middle class um i don't know what's happening there <laughs> <laughs> my black women are finding that they have a lot of time 
to read and drink wine and have popcorn. I think it's it's, it's just to stay away <laughs> from trash. toxic mas- tra- <laughs> masculinity <laughs> and just like yes. How do we keep ourselves busy? <laughs> yeah, since we I are didn't want to say it. Boycotting <laughs> these men. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, and it's in our favor. Shame. Nah, but it's you always go favor. back. You know, you know that after the book club and the wine, you you call a nigga up and you <laughs> like, hey, oh, <laughs> can I come through? <laughs> no, you can come through, but on my terms. Yeah. Yeah, Dr. Nagan Jal is like, no, it's my terms. This is how like, I'm gonna do it. Okay. Yeah, men are trash. Men are trash. When you're busy texting there on like, the side. Yeah, but that's what I say in public, but, but here in parts where I'm now, you know, it's not like that. We know, we know, we know. But no, yeah. But it's good, like yeah. Yeah, so so how do you feel is like the reading culture in SA? As you're saying now it's predominant you like in your experience, it's predominantly black women. Well, yes. Sorry, finish your question. Is that yeah, it? no, that, that's my question, Uzi. So, who, how, how is the landscape? Like, I generally, from my perspective, I generally see that, like, books only blow up when it's a famous person doing an autobiography like Trevor Noah. Yep. Or Kaya Langa. Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's when books come into the mainstream in essay. But for the most part, who's reading books in general? So, oh, okay, so there's non-fiction. Non-fiction okay. books are the true books and the autobiographies and stuff. Mm-hmm. And those are books you pick up. Like, there's a lot of hype now around uh, business. Okay. And, like... Yeah, self-help books are always yes. the vibe. Like, what are you reading? <laughs> what are you S- reading? Subtle yeah. arts of not giving a fuck. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know, oh, those, that always, those are always trendy. Yeah. Like, and then Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Yes. Then, that is an outstanding book. <laughs> You know, there's yes. always those books that... So, non-fiction will always have a target across mm. races as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Especially in someone's come up um, in the story of how you, you rose, you know, the phoenix and all that. Yeah, yeah. And the trials Overcame. and tribulations. So, the non-fiction <laughs> and the political books are always going to have a target market. Okay. Um, like, My President's Keeper and all of those yeah. things. But those are very short-lived, obviously, in the politics. Yeah, but you'd find that People who are not readers will pick up a book about Uzuma because, you know. It's about Uzuma, you want to know. Like. Yeah, and also when you're gifting someone, you're likely to take a non-fiction book to gift because um, you know that they like cooking or that you know they like okay. politics and stuff. So non-fiction generally has a good, or a, a, a stable mm. target or sort of reading group. With novels... You know, we grew up <laughs> with Daniel Steele. Yeah, I, I actually used to read my mother's Mills and Boone <laughs> yeah, collection. Yeah, Mills and Boone. I ran out of things. We had a bookshelf at home. <laughs> and I was like, I was a nerd, girl, like, as a kid. Like, I don't know what happened. But oh. as a kid, like, I literally <laughs> would, just, would just hide. And, like, my parents would look for me the whole... But I was literally hiding under the, the, wow. the table just reading books. So when I'd read everything... <laughs> no, like, I swear to God, like, I literally finished the Bible at nine years old. The wow. entire thing back to France, but it was it was the children's Bible. But I think I read the Bible. <laughs> that and changes. Like clocked it. No, but like okay, yeah, but I get it. Nine <laughs> years old, it. you're reading a I lot. Like, yeah, okay, like yes. I'd just be under the table reading, and they'd be looking for yeah. me, but I'm literally just yeah. not even playing outside. Yeah. So I just get into Mills and Blue, Boone, Daniel Steele. Yeah. What you say? So yeah. I think that kind of cooked. All of us. My sexual. <laughs> 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 
Because I was a late bloomer, but I think when I came out, it was like, oh, shit. Oh, free. okay. Yes. <laughs> um, now, now I can practice all the stuff. You know, that one was like muscle memory. Just all came back flooding. <laughs> I mean, this is how they did this. <laughs> and yeah, bulk of information is in our subconscious mind anyway, like 95%. Mm, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. It does. It does. It does. That's yeah. why things trigger other things. Ah. But yeah, so we all were reading Daniel Steele and oh, To Kill a Mockingbird and, you yeah. know, stuff from high school. And uh, we didn't have our own books mm. that had, like, I remember, oh, Daniel would speak about um, so-and-so and then they flew to London and then <laughs> <laughs> lunch <Okay>. wherever. <laughs> What? What? <laughs> Meanwhile, you were catching three taxis just to get to campus, you know. So, because of that, novel readers have been hungry for our own books. Okay. And, like I mentioned previously, the launch of Shomu series and mm. and books like that at that time, um, five six years ago, actually showed would see mm. black people do read. We we just need stories that speak about us, and then. Um, the trend from there is that there's been a lot of books, a lot of books mm. that have come out from us. Actually, and even remember, what's welcomed. this diary of a Zulu girl? Yes, that thing diary was big of that online. blog. Like, yeah, Bruh, like we blog all read it. Engaged. We didn't even yeah, have like, like I'm a smartphone as seal at that time, but right? we had like, we were like blackberries. We were like <laughs> going, investing time, printing, waiting for the next chapter. Like, come on, come on, dude. Yes, we need this thing. Yes. It was like addictive. Yes. So through that whole process, I can definitely say we read so much more. Okay. There's definitely a reading culture, and you know, like, like magazines like Drum and Bona. Mm. If those are still in the market, that means black people are still reading. Mm. Honestly, and they had used to have those stories. They had them, those like, stories. Yeah, and uh, those those are the st- yeah. I yeah. loved those stories. Yeah, those are like pretty much short novels. It was like yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Story, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, um, we didn't have we didn't have to have. I mean, now we don't have to have books, books, mm. right? It can be like you said, a blog. And things yes. like that. There's a lot of these unofficial blogs. You don't know where they end up or where they come from. Mm. They have a lot of... Um, my first success was in a blog, like I mentioned. Yeah. So I definitely think um, we might not be buying books at exclusive books, but mm-hmm. we're definitely reading. And because Pilawa are black people, there's, there's, there's camaraderie, you know, there's like, we're going to borrow each other books. Yes. You know, we're going to way. reread and things like that. Yeah. And, and like, we have... Yeah, you're not going to have five copies of one book in one house. We'd rather each buy one, sort of stock fell yeah. it. Or, yeah, then then you're reading a book, there's highlighted pages. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's folded yeah. corners. Folded there's corners. Book this book is worn out. Like, it's been like, read. Yo, man. It's been read. Like, yeah. even now, this chick was like, oh, bro, I haven't read your book. She was one of the first people who bought it. I was like, how, by the way, how, how, uh, how did you find it? She's like, actually, my cousin has it. And then she gave it to her friend. So we're still mm. doing it. Okay. And we read, we read. We just need, we also need a language that, that's, that's ours. We need to read books that sound like South Africa. Yeah, okay. Right? We can't have books that sound like the Queen Elizabeth. Mm. And those are the books right yeah, now that like, are like getting all their awards and they're well written and guang guang guang. But in reality, but we need a fusik. Yeah, you know? relatable stories. We need a hita, we need all of those things. And it has to be in a, in a, in a language that we speak in. Not necessarily, 
like the great Gatsby, the best book of all time that we're reading grade nine that speaks <laughs> and like in soliloquies and like animatopias and oxymorons and alliterations and all those things that we learned in, I find, in I, English. Do you think it's moving that way? Because I find that like, There's still um, a... in, like even in advertising and content on TV, it is moving more. You get like roles like Abo Brutas mm-hmm. and the guy mm-hmm. from the river where people now like those are the roles that people connect with more because mm-hmm. now generations it was just like rich families speaking <laughs> English and whatever and yeah. you're just like who lives like who, this who <laughs> is this and who drinks Lucy orange comes. juice and leaves it I takes one sip and you're <laughs> like what the fuck <laughs> oh, you know what I mean like oh, as much as related yeah. to it it was yeah. like uh, aspirational but it was just like weird for us but it now we're getting more like yes. like real like characters that we can relate to yes. like this is how we speak yes and, and we all have and you can, like, in our families you can't script this this is just like, <laughs> just like yo go off <laughs> go off do the thing do the thing yeah so like yeah, yeah even in like in, in copying uh, and social media you'll find that like accounts are using more like not not to say vernac but like uh, my terms that people like are generally using like that Rocco Mama's tweet the other day where mm-hmm. it was like <laughs> Someone said something about the, the chips containers. The response is like, that's an <laughs> That shit landed because it was like yes. relevant to the relevant. time. And you know, proper. <laughs> proper. proper. So we need, like, we like do. that's when we, do. we engage more with things. It's like, oh shit, this thing's speaking to me. It's we not do. just like a computer or like, you don't know who's yeah, behind it. Yeah, it's also like just putting very... up messaging like, buy this is for sale, whatever, whatever. But you know, you want to connect yeah, from, yeah. From basically from brands yeah. to what you watch on TV to, to books. Yeah, so definitely. It's definitely and important. it's very colonial because mm. um, those that, that, that can perform whiteness well mm. are still selling well, right? Yeah. Those that can perform the whiteness and perform the Queen Elizabeth are the ones actually that get published by the big publishing houses, right? Okay. And they're the ones that exclusive books. And they're so, the ones writing about black stories in a way that black people can't read them. Mm. So I don't even know what the hell is happening well, you in main trade. Drop, <laughs> <laughs> drop these days. Drop these days. There's no one individual. But it is really happening. And no, I'm yeah, just like... like what? 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 Um, you have to fight. You have to really, really fight. I mean, I got a bad review because of my language in my book on Goodreads. Um, and this chick was just like, oh, the English language, diction, yeah. and I'm just like, you know what? You've insulted me um, and my grade 12 Mrs. Stabbies, <laughs> my grade 12 teacher, yeah. but you've also disrespected everyone that has read it and liked it. Mm. And that's the point, mm. right? Everyone was able to read it, you know, and, 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 and relate to it because of the way it was written. Mm. It was not by mistake, you know, um, it was very intentional, but like this thing of whiteness has taken over us because for example, like, okay, Abo Babag in the industry, or Malume, or Zeksimta, for mm. example. Zeksimta writes like white, mm. right? And he and he's the he's, very first okay. also. Like, his role in, in, like, literature is very important. Mm. And especially since he was publishing even during our Fact freedom. Thing. Yes. Oh, okay. Um, well, not locally. <laughs> he was publishing um, I, I outside get, of the country. I get what you're saying. It's so, like... Uh, for them, like you'll take a Zixim da, it's like they had to perform whiteness only yeah. for acceptance. Yeah. For that was the only way. Yeah. 
So they had to be exceptional. You know yes, what, like, black exceptionalism? Yes, yes, Where you have to be the greatest. Like, like a Michael Jackson. That I feel mm. that's why he got cooked. Yeah. Because he yeah. was the most exceptional of his era. And when he looked around, there was no, no one other all. black yeah. people around him. Bruh. And the room was very lonely. So he had to now play into the whiteness mm. and into the mm. system. It's very problematic. Yeah, which is across everything. Yeah. So I feel now we had a we had a stage where now we just have to get like black products out into the market. Not not to say that not have uh, a quality measure mm-hmm. in a sense, but it's just saying that like yo, not all blackness is gonna be at at the level at, at the whiteness like you know like because yeah. we know that like successful black people are the ones that can play. That 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 fit into yes the the white circles and yes. whatever and yes. are, and are accepted and yeah. we see that a lot but now we as black people need to start pushing good to yo we are black people we're doing things we're and doing our things yeah and our then, way like the whole thing now people want to be like ah oh, bonang there's a there's a typo on like yeah, we we now but... missing the point of like yo. Oksalayo. A black woman just dropped an MCC range. Of, like, can we just leave we the stupid typo alone? And like typos and like, and that's also playing into that whole whiteness thing of like excellence. It has mm. to be so like yeah. perfect and just. It has like, to be perfect, and I mean at Abantu, um, at opening nights, um, um, oh, now I've forgotten her name, uh. But she's a uh, owner of Cassava Republic from Nigeria. Just okay. like in in us, like decolonizing ourselves and our minds, mm. especially in the literature space, we have to start accepting how our books come as they are, okay. right? So even from the the physical book, um, mm. um, like I couldn't afford white paper, for example. Okay. Um, the the novel paper is the brown paper, mm. and but 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 we had to get it out. Yeah. This is how, this is the reality of black South Africans where we are living in a socially unequal, um, we've got black tags, you know, we've got a lot of things and we've Mm. got debt and we are, and we're still in black. I mean, we're still in corporate South Africa and things like that. Surely getting the story out there is more important than the, than the packaging. Yeah. Right. Like, I'm just like, that's exactly it. Yeah. Yeah. If, if, if you buy my book for 300 bucks and as soon as you get home and it, and it's, and it collapses, it pays you know, like it pays Like we've always done, you put, <laughs> put some sellotape like on it. On yeah. It. Don't go and online and be like, black ah. business sucks. Um, right. But like, uh, uh, owned enterprises quality sucks and all of those things because you have to understand you know the that bag. That yes, we yes. go through just to just get to, to that product. To yes, that, yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of compromising. There's a lot of things that have had to happen. And remember, because we're doing it independently, mm. we don't have the 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 social capital as big publishers. We don't have the printing. So getting to that level of excellence is a process, and it's a process. as black people, we need to take this journey together and we understand do. that, like, yo, okay, sharp. Yeah, my book. Might have a few typos, but yeah. like yeah. understand that like I printed a book. I did. And let's go on that. Like, yeah. okay, shop, these new books have mm-hmm. editions. Yeah. So next edition, I'm obviously fixing what I've done wrong. Yeah, but it's and improving. But like yes. yeah, buy it and tell you other Because when you're supporting it. me, I'm yeah. able to get to the next edition. Yeah. I'm able to improve and yeah. get a, a better model, yes. get better paper that to print books on and that that's yes. the actual chat. And like self correct. I'm just like, yeah. you know what? When we are at places when it's just us, 
mm. then you can be brutal. Be like, yeah, yeah but I know also like your prince her guy. Yeah, like come like, on, guy. <laughs> I I get you. Can we please like young eyes? Can we find feel, another yeah, thing? Yeah, that's what I sometimes find. Yeah, and black with, business across. Mm, we too quick to hold black business. I find even more accountable than yep. companies that have had the, all the years of experience. We give them leeway. Like, yep. oh, Woolies could sell you rotten. You'll be like, hey, it's Woolies, <laughs> the me. You know, I won't complain too yeah, much. Yeah, it's just organic no, rotten. Right? But now, <laughs> they're a black business. Wait, yeah. black business is terrible. Yeah. And then you bring up unrelated stuff. Yeah. And then you, oh, you oh, heap it up. Oh, and who's selling fruits on the and corner. You just, and you imagine, now you're just going to take a photo of her. You, you want to... Buy it for, for for less than what she's selling for. You want to neg- yeah, no, you know, negotiate yes, when you yes. get into. And it's definitely like, a problem. You know, so it's a problem that we need to address as black people. Like yo, sharp grand. It's okay to criticize and call out, but don't make it a point just to 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 break down people or you know or pull yeah. them down and make like I feel like we do that to that level. Yeah, where we do. People just get a kick out of. It's just mean. It's just and just mean spirited and yeah. And it's a mindset that, it, that it we is. need to decolonize. It that. is. Like, it so really is. It really is a problem how we hold black business to to higher standards. Absurd when, standard. That, like, that absurd standard. makes sense. Like, sharp crap. Sure, let's, yes. Let's build black each other. Black business owners can, there's a way of you also win. need to be better, right? Obviously. Obviously. Like, right now, I'm a black business owner. I'm behind on printing. Um, and things like that. People have pre-ordered their books. I don't have them and things like that. It's also not ideal, but I must also communicate, mm. right? Yeah. At least, I must at least then communicate and be like, and I just hope, you know, that we get to a place where it's cool. Like, okay, oh, okay, you've missed your printing deadline, mm. but we've got a function uh, called East, East Rand Book Exchange on Saturday. And I'm doing everything I can to make sure I've got books for these young women um, on Saturday. But if I don't, I just have to rock up and be like, guys, look, I tried pre-order. pre-order. Don't give <laughs> up. Like, give me the money. Give huh? me the money. Don't <laughs> give up and things like that. Yeah. So, hey, guys, good tough, good tough in South Africa. Hey guys, we need to just grow ourselves to, to a level of excellence. But it'll take time. It'll, yeah. It's a journey. Just, just, yeah. just, just support each other. Yeah. And understand that we're growing together, and understand our mistakes. That yeah, they will I definitely be there. feel that way, especially for for literature in South Africa. Mm. There's so many people that are self-published. So many, mm. so many in different re- arrays of standards and different levels across yes. um, genres. We've got uh, this book writing about. Um, the Intruders by Mohale Mosh Mashi Mashiho, literally mm-hmm. talking about our own fantasy, not fantasy. Oh, we in Harry Potter. What what's that? Yeah, it's it's fantasy. Yes. And... So like, she had these like women turning into octopus and things like okay. that. You know, like things like that. Like it's we're 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 doing it. We're doing it. We just need. We, we need, need more stories like that because <laughs> I feel like yes. like we know yes. about it. We've always been hearing these stories. <laughs> no, and then yeah, and yes. then white people they put it in books and mm-hmm. now we call it this fantasy. They make these movies <laughs> and we know this this is shit that they yes. they, they, they literally do bestsellers. <laughs> But they, 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 they hit it so well. They put no, it but into, they have they psychics, it, okay? Yeah, they put it in and books and then they covered it up and they're like, no, this is just a story. Like, people yeah, on brooms, but like it's very specific how all witches <laughs> look a specific way, how yes. all aliens look, look a specific a way. way. <laughs> True. It's like nobody just 
dreamt this up. Yeah. It's literally it, it something that... It means it's coming from somewhere. <laughs> yeah, but it's... Yes. Like, we need more stories because we know, we, we talk about these stories. Mm-hmm. Put them in books. Put, so that, yeah. like... As Fundeni, let's, yeah. let's, let's, we laugh about ourselves in any case as yeah. South Africa. We, we have, have the, the best, best content. Stories. Like, <laughs> as black Literally. people, gee, across the diaspora, and gee, oh, we have we so are. much we content. We really do. We really <laughs> do. And, Our lives um, are just a different vibe altogether 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 and we need to um i mean okay so there's there's publishing houses like uh jacana pen macmillan and stuff that 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 do publish black uh authors of late but um funny thing utabi so from from blackbird which is elendo from uh jacana was just saying that men are more confident um I read an article last week just saying men are more confident and therefore they like uh, submit more manuscripts. Black women only write about pain inflicted probably by a man. Okay. And I'm like, is that not South Africa though? Right. Is that not South Africa right now? With the gender-based violence and... Yeah, so I just found it very disturbing. This is what our big publishers are saying about our sort of submission. So I don't even know if it's a safe space or not. Maybe we Mm. are better off self-publishing. Maybe they'll shave off all those those parts that are like... That hurt more during the editing. But do you find that the gatekeepers are mostly men? Is it a space where women... Like, See. you have people that relate to you or that look like you <laughs> that make it a safe um, space or better? No, gatekeepers are definitely women. But remember mm. also that traditionally, women that didn't, let's say white women, they didn't make it in corporate, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's white male, obviously. And only a few make it. So then they sort of do the literature stuff. Mm. Um, and then they do like the NGO stuff. And like, you know, (laughs) to dominate that space. Mm. So I would definitely (laughs) say. (laughs) It's controversial now because you think they were propped up by their husbands. Yeah, like, yeah, here's your little hobby. Go go have a book club. (laughs) Have a book club, edits and things like Airy Fairy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And a lot of, a lot of people, even my editor is a, is a, is a white woman. Um, I've met the ones we did a whole trip with the PSA. Uh, Publishers Guild of South Africa, like beginning of the year, and it was all just like white women, okay, and then one white man, and then my editor, my publisher at the time, was there with me. It was just like yeah, it's like spare time mm. when the kids are old enough to go out of the house. Like shame, you must do something as well. Have an environmental, have a hobby, or like uh, edit and publish. Yeah, that's and stuff. right. So it needs more black. Definitely. People in those Definitely. Positions. Definitely. Right. Yeah, let's hope it goes there. Speaking of publishing woes, <laughs> I Whoa. bumped into uh, uh, an Instagram post of yours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. it looks like it's an affectionate picture between you and another woman. <laughs> you're, you're embracing each other. Uh-huh. But then when you read the caption, <laughs> it just goes left. Lies and filth. <laughs> For real. Shame. Yeah, so I know. Like I so wasn't what, even... what happened? What happened there? Like, okay, let me just read the caption so people get context. <laughs> okay. So the picture is you embracing another woman. Looks like you're uh, hugging each other. Yeah. And but then the caption then goes left. It's okay. It says 
What chair looks like a black woman helping a younger black woman get into the industry is actually a crook prying over its prey. <laughs> Do not trust any anything caption communications via Joyce Music ha- have to say to you. It's a scam. They promise you one thing and pull out at the last minute. I will publish a full story of how I was scammed by this woman. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. So... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, everything there is the truth. Okay. <laughs> I'll stand by it. That is so my ex publisher. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I'm not to read that. <laughs> no, no. Um, yes. Yeah, so Uchoice was my publisher. We met last year in September at the South African Book Fair. It was great. Um, like I'd said earlier, like you meet people, you send them your chapters, so mm-hmm. that they pick it up, or if they don't, whatever. So she, she's like, oh, I read your manuscripts in 16 hours. It's great. Um, let's move forward. I'll publish you. Okay. You come in with the intellectual property. I'll come in. This is her. I'll come in with the financial muscle. Um, I'm like, oh, yay. This is great. Uh, so she starts looking for editors and uh, graphic designers and things like that. And we're in motion. And everything was so rushed because I wanted the book published uh, before December. Because okay. I know December is a strategic place. Um, there's there's strategic time. There's Abantu Book Fest, um, and then there's also Christmas, and a lot of people buying gifts and people with bonuses and stuff. Mm. So I wanted to launch it then. Yeah, she agreed, <laughs> yes, and it all worked out. And I, we launched, and I worked my butt off, right, selling the first hundred books. They all sold. We ordered another 50 books. Um, it turns out they weren't such great quality, but they managed to sell anyway. Okay. And then, so now I'm coming back in Jan. I'm like, sis, I need more books. She's like, um, oh, and then remember I told you about that that um, that weird review about the, the, the proofreading, that my book wasn't proofread. Oh, okay. Uh, so we're like, no, we need a proofreader. And she's like, we're going to do Litho printing. Litho is the brown paper. So I'm like, yes, I'm going to get novel paper, all these promises. And then, and then, um, she's like, um, she's not able to put in any more money into the project. Um, it's not working out for her. So she's pulling out, I must buy her out. I'm like, how, but we entered into a partnership, right? So you've invested Lemali. So you have to give it time to break even. And she was just not hearing it. Like, she was not hearing anything. I'm like, okay, look. And then she's like, okay, I need 20500 from you for all the services that I did on the book. I'm like, guys, that's all the money I've made from selling, right? Like, we mm. like, now you're literally taking the bread out of my mouth. And then she says, um, then she, like, we have a lot of me- um, uh, meetings online and whatever. And we're like, no, let's meet physically. And then she's like, look, you've got one of two options. I want out. So it's either you pay me the 20, the 20 grand or uh, I strip the book and I give you back your manuscript. So yeah. everything that I've done, the editing, the, the cover design, all of that, I'm going to strip it. Right. Yeah. So it's a loss for me and a loss for her. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how did we get to these two options, right? But how do you take away something that you already like have? That's yeah, she, that's how much she doesn't want it out there. She's yeah. she'd rather just fuck the entire thing, basically, screw all of us over. I could not believe it, and I'm like, she's like, no, but I still like when I work with you in the future. I'm like, um, what? <laughs> no. What was her? What was? Did she give reasons? Is like she's, no. The main reason to... was that um she wanted me to make sure that people pre-order the books before we print them. 
Okay. Now that's weird because in novels you sell books and get mm. money. That's very weird too. I don't know. Would you, if I am like a unknown person, because remember mm. I've already sold to the people I know, so now it's strangers. Yeah. If I, if a stranger really, really wants my book, my they must find me, um, take me, give me my money, and then I must go print in Pretoria and then deliver the book to the, to the woman. It's not practical. Mm. We need to at least print in batches. And then yeah. I can definitely commit to marketing and selling them um, to make the money back. I mean, it's an investment. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, no, it's not going to happen. Um, it's not working out for me. I, I can't put any more money into this. And get this. I need the money to help someone else. Uh-huh. Um, I've gotten another manuscript from someone else and I need to help them now. Wow. I'm like, oh, so you're gonna run another woman's life, basically. Yeah, that's the, the running. <laughs> yeah. Now she's like, no, this is. I'm making this twenty thousand a rotating fund, for to help people and then snatch it back from them and then help another but person. But shouldn't you then wait till they make the money back like, and then? Bruh, like okay. it was such <laughs> a mess. It was such a mess, and I, you know, I tried to wiggle my way out of it. If I and I consulted legally, it was going to take too long there by small claims. <laughs> And she had the printable version, so I couldn't even print. Because oh, she handled okay. all of that, right? Don't do oh, that, guys. Make so sure you're part of the process. like her having your master's. She's got my master's. I couldn't do I couldn't move. I couldn't print. Um, I tried to call the printers. The printers then decided to call her instead of calling me back. Oh. It was such a mess. It was such a scam. I'm just like, okay, Yazin, mother, friend, everybody... Shelly, everyone, we are going to raise low twenty thousand because we need to get my masters back, basically. Mm. And indeed, and now she was no longer calling herself my publisher. She was now like, no, I provided a service for you. Yeah. Um, your editor, no graphic designer, and whatever she'd put in her quotes for the twenty grand. I'm like, wow, girl, like this though, like this, like this. Yeah. And mind you, it's March now. I still have been having delays. Because I've had to now raise again Imali to print after I've paid her out. Um, and financial institutions are hostile. <laughs> Wowza, they are very hostile. So I've lost three months, you know, and I was, mm. I was on such a high, on such a momentum. I was going mm. to make that money back for her like tenfold. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. And I was like, okay, let me pay it back over six months. She's like, no, I need to help some other people now. Um, your time is over. I'm like, but you can't style as you publishing me forever. And then now I've got... It's done. It's done. Make a plan. I must make a plan. Sure. That's, it's rough. That's hectic. So she's a scammer and I'm going to... <laughs> 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 if I could, young girl, whoever you are who sent her or publish uh, your manuscript, it's not going to work out for you, girl. It's not. And you know, it's that whole thing of, your, you know, it's a black woman. I thought... Yeah, um, had your back. And had my back and stuff. But like fundamental mistakes that I made and I own up to is that we didn't sign a contract. We agreed mm. on the contract. The contract was sent, but we didn't sign it. So I agreed oh. on it like in good faith. Yeah. And of course, the whole thing with the masters, you should always just demand to make sure that you always copy it between you and the printer. Mm. Then when you, then you can have. Okay. Yeah. Lessons learned. Advice. Yeah. <laughs> so costly lessons. <laughs> hey man, you have to. You know, we live and you and you learn and Bruh. you have to go through them just to, to get where you're going. Yeah. So, on any notes, what what advice would you give to people that would 
that yeah that want to write a book or want to get into getting their books published or just into the into the writing space like what kind of like creatively what <laughs> advice do you give okay <laughs> um, and then uh, in terms of because you were talk, going on about like the whole process how taxing it is like what would you give advice to somebody mm-hmm. coming up who wants to get the book out okay so firstly it's make sure that you don't sleep on social media People are sleeping on social media. People think their books are going to sell by themselves. Yeah. And no, nothing sells by, sells by itself. You're not going to be on TV. Get a Twitter army. <laughs> <laughs> do it. Do yeah. it. Even if yeah. you're on that follow train thing just to get your first 10,000 followers or you. first 3,000 followers, do it. Um, Facebook and all of that. It's free, guys. You know? Um, secondly, you know, just, just write your book. Write it. If you've got a story, like, I write because... <laughs> the voices keep me up at night. <laughs> yeah, it's a joke, but it's actually true. <laughs> so, like, right now, I've got a story keeping me up that I need to write down. Write it. Just write it in its purest form and then take it from there. Don't try write while you're trying to get published as well. Okay. You know, don't don't try sell a publisher an idea on a book. That's, that's not going to work. And thirdly, um, to get you through the hard times is you need to picture everything you need to you need to visualize it so so vividly so clearly that that even at 3 a.m you know what your book launch will look like you know what the weather will be like you can smell you can taste your book you can feel the cover you know um you must you must okay i'm a person of like affirmations and things like that so i i i visualize it i affirm myself over and over and over again but even even to get to this point with caption communications, I'd been through so much over the two years, just trying to get published, not getting feedback and things like that. And then you just have to remember that, no, but I've already designed the dress I'm going to wear um, at my launch. So now where else am I going to wear it if I don't launch, right? And you have to find your your okay. your, your sort of drive and make sure that, that it happens for you because, look, in South Africa, seventy-five percent of small businesses fail in the first forty-two months, and it's not—it's not a mistake. It's a constructual uh, framework of this country. So you're gonna really have to fight in order to be successful. Okay. And once—and once you're there, man, is it great to hold your book and to just yeah. to have people come tell you whatever they felt, and um, that's been a joy. Right, people telling me about their rape stories. People telling me about what they tried out with their husband after they read the sex scenes, okay. things like that. Things that 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 are not tangible, but mm. that that propel you forward. Even if they don't accept your friend request. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I was so hurt by that girl. Yeah, yeah, it's all worth it. <laughs> it's all worth it. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 okay. <laughs> No man, that's this has really been insightful. Like I really hope the people listening like take something out and they better encourage get encouraged to read more, buy the book. So yeah, tell them where they can buy the book, where how they can reach you, where to follow you. Follow me. Send friend requests and you'll definitely <laughs> accept them. I will. <laughs> I've been accepting all sorts. Shame on Facebook. Um, I've got a Facebook Do you have page. A page. Okay. Yes. Uanelile kibitleko oda. <laughs> um, and I didn't want to say equally dreams because that's only one book I plan to oh, publish okay. more. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, and also start calling yourself published author even way before. It helps. Mm. It helps uh, propel the right energy towards you. Yeah. Um, on Twitter, I am now Anelileki Bikleko. See, I had to make sure that I'm found. I'm findable. So on all platforms. On all pla- and then on Instagram, it's Anelilamandombazain. Um, okay. Yeah, and yeah, I've been very open, and I'm very open even now on my on my social media, and. I respond to DMs and things like that. And of course, if you want to invite me, I love speaking. <laughs> I love speaking to, to, to book clubs and to women and stuff. And I've had a lot of those invitations. They're really great. Okay, so yeah. you enjoy attending those. Yeah. I find that... And they sell my books the most. In my head, I think, yeah, I think that's that's where yeah. most sales been actively going there. Yeah. And talking yeah. about the book. Yeah. And then people seeing you and then yes. you signing it for them. Yes. Yeah, okay. So and invite, one last plug is Eastern Book Exchange Workshop in the East at Alberton Dam on Saturday the 30th. I'll be there with some young kids trying to do this book thing. Um, and I'm like the guest author there. Okay, dope. Yeah. So, and I'll have my books there, God willing, for sale at 250 rand for one book. <laughs> <laughs> But if you are if you are a book club, I will give you a ten percent discount for five members or more. Okay, that's dope. That's dope. Yeah, I think that's all the information. All right. Okay. Thank you so much for having this lovely chat Thank with you. me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the platform. Insightful. Yeah. And um, can I lay by the book? <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. I'm definitely. I I I read. I'll come back. Yeah. Let you know. Okay. I read the the. <laughs> The first chapter, so I definitely want to read the rest of the book. Yeah, and you can share I'm that out. I'm making a purchase, and yeah, I'll let the guys know on the podcast how the rest of the book is. I don't know. Okay, yes. I don't want to spoil it for them, but like, yeah, I'll just let you know how it is. And then maybe we can have a segment where we read books mm, mm, on, mm. The, on the podcast and do reviews. So let me know. Give me feedback, guys, if you want to do that. And then, yeah, we can read this book together. So yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank all you the for, this, for the yeah. platform also. Yeah, no problem, man. All the best. Looking forward to your next Thank book you. as well. Thank what you. can we expect that? Now, now. <laughs> <laughs> now, now. <laughs> uh, wait, hold on. <laughs> so, all right. Okay let's, give, okay, let's give this one its legs first. Let's please. <laughs> please. <laughs> all right, then. Lovely chatting with you. Lovely. Um, lovely being here. Thank yeah, you so much. You can definitely do a follow-up sometime down the line. Yeah. All right. And that's it for Bye, us. everybody. From the Puckle Out Podcast, yeah. episode 13. Yeah. Bye, everybody. Uh, excuse the conversation. We went from deep to petty. This is why I bought the handy. I just brought my happy. Hope can make it happen. I've turned it to a habit. I'm ready ever empty. My father's liquor cabinet. Shout out on Gladys. She let us go aquatic. And her swimming pool was hella grace and hella gladness. Afterwards, there was the draw with all the sweets and candy. Always knew my positivity would come in handy. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Uncle G's, he got the speakers and the CDs. And Uncle Craig, he got the mineral and the deep freeze. Watch me turn my entire soul into an EP. I'm just trying to tell a story like a DG. My parents, teachers, and they still proceed to teach me. Told my cousins they gon' see me on the TV. So if you need me, baby, you can always reach me. Uh.
If you need me, baby, you can always reach me. Yeah. If you need me, baby, you can always. Yo. Sometimes I think I'm caving in. I close my eyes and think about the rain and case it in. The way it slips into my ears so I can hear again. It keeps me very far away from all the crazy men. Did you ever end up going where you said you went? So the people you said raised you by the settlement. They used to say being alone is for your betterment. I guess the people that's the love us aren't forgotten then. Hold my hand, say a prayer, we'll get over this. My thoughts are clear now, you got me at my soberest. Driving through the fog, I must admit I'm over, miss. Could we take this all the way to next October, miss? Or is this the type of fault you can't be coping with? I understand, I understand, I understand. I'm on the sofa, shit. Think about you all the time. On my mind, on my mind, on my mind. Yo, you swamped all the sadness. <laughs> Shout out Auntie Gladys. Yo, we swamped all the sadness. <laughs> Shout out Auntie Gladys. Shout out Auntie Gladys. Yo, Shattered on the glass. <laughs>